What's up, my chaotic crew? Bentley Michaels here. Hey, happy Thanksgiving from us to you. May your dice always roll 20s and be true. Ha ha! Cut it off there because I can't think of anything else. Yes, uh, more more Caleb birthday session here for you. On Thanksgiving, after you've warmed your bellies with so many delicious treats, now stick your earbuds in and ignore your family and hear the chaotic crew. You know what I mean? Been getting some great re- tweets and some action going over on twitter want to see that instagram game pick up folks you know tag us in some stuff you know did you order from tabletop crafter there's still time left you get 15 percent off with the promo code chaotic amateurs all in capital letters all right folks buckle in for mucky muck buckle detection <laughs> killing it music in a vast landscape full of adventurers You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. And welcome back to Chaotic Amateurs Special Birthday Edition, Part Two. Uh, I am your DM for this particular adventure. My name is Caleb, and immediately to my right we have Bentley Michaels as Nash Roguebutt, Rhett as Carmelo T. Muckbuckle, and Milo as Trillmond. You have no idea what you got yourself into, do you? No. <laughs> and we'll get to whose uh, who's lovely dulcet tones those were here in a second. So, uh, as you recall, or maybe you don't, uh, we left our adventurers in a strange forest after having been transported from their vacation uh, destination post winning uh, some sort of case. The team is... is um, I don't know. Help me out. Describe yourselves. What are you guys? You made it up. Yeah, but you guys. Oh, you, you do the intro. You, you guys are the uh, the stars of the show. Well, I feel like we've been traveling together for at least a, an amount of time mm-hmm. uh, where we've been paid once and uh, enough to earn a trip to a, an exotic island. Yep. And now we're going to a new destination. Yep. I like to think of our team as like a well-oiled machine, you know? Yep. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree with that. Uh, Rhett, a.k.a. Bucky, is kind of the, the leader of the pack in that he is the, the money bags of the group, the attorney guy that puts his face in the courts, whereas the other two are hired hands to help him with his job, uh, with their special skill set. Constantly winning, never losing, and uh, so we've got somebody that just hired them for a job, and uh, that's where we find ourselves in the setting of the new, the new job. And in the forest with some sort of creature that was just, gelatinous and then forming in front of us. Yep. Yeah, oh, I totally what? forgot about that. No. Come yeah. on, guys. It, it was like a shadowy thing that was starting to get deeper. Oh, sinewy, yeah. yes. In, uh, in, well, in Paulville. No, that was, that was Taborn. Oh, you're right. Sorry. You hope it's Paulville. Uh, can I hide in a bush nearby? Oh, we're not there yet. Uh, it's just, if, if it comes closer <laughs> and uh, presents a threat, I want to jump in a bush. Okay. Just FYI. So, 
Starting off, we have... Let me paint the scene for you. We're inside a general store. Uh, very, very small. Dusty. Not not uh, too too diverse in its wares that they offer. They have basic basic food and um, you know just general supplies nothing too crazy and out there or fantastical the man behind the counter says to you just so you know who this is directed at look just because you're sheriff now doesn't mean you can get everything for free that's called extortion my friend if you want that dragon's bourbon you'll have to pay for it like everybody else or go to the smokehouse and get your drink on there sir And for the last time, I don't want that hunk of haunted scrap in the store. As he points to the metallic warforge standing immediately behind and to the left of you. He, she, whatever. It scares folks away. And speaking of scary, uh, no offense, little lady, but please stop staring at me. (laughs) Sir, kindly tell your daughter to quit staring at me. She always gives me the creeps. No disrespect, more than I've already given, but you may want to have her checked out. Something seems a little off about her. After that little session of beration, I guess, you three start to leave, and uh, the door starts to creak behind you, but not quite closing because of the sea air causing all the wood to swell. It's just kind of a normal feature of most of the structures in this town. Uh, Barney... Uh, gives an obscene gesture as the bells of the door start and then quickly decay in sound. Barney, lovingly and simultaneously, painfully looks at his daughter, Ronnie, and says, Let's get the f*** out. <laughs> I like it. He's already in character. Uh, do you say anything in return? Say, Father, hold on one second. <laughs> How dare they speak of Andy that way? And I open the door to the store, uh, the door to the store, and I cast infestation. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that do? Exactly? It's my conjuration cantrip. I can cause a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear momentarily on one creature I can see within range. And the target must succeed on a Constitution saving throw, or it takes one d6 poison damage, and moves five feet in a random direction. Uh, in a random direction, if it can move. And its speed is at least five feet. Burning spell slots? It's a cantrip. Oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) Ronnie, I feel as though if we want the townspeople to trust me, we should not give them a reason to distrust us. Cast it. (laughs) Uh, He fails. So I guess that happens, and uh, he starts to panic and start waving his hands around and freaking out and saying, Okay, you guys, never back here again. We'll see. (laughs) You want more of this? Get out! Oh, so he wants more of it. Okay. (laughs) Well, then he's not going to like what comes next. Barney, (laughs) the father of this girl, (laughs) If if you want to stop her from doing anything, feel free. Uh, she can do what she wants. <laughs> That's my girl. She's her own woman. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if these townspeople had any sense, they would know that I am not haunted. Yeah, no kidding. I brought you to life. That is just superstition and nonsense. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna point at the person that's uh, got uh, infestation cast on him, and mm. I'm also gonna use my other cantrip, which is Toll of the Dead. And I point at a creature I can see within range, and the sound of a Dolores bell fills the air around it for a moment. The target must succeed in a Wisdom saving throw or take one d8 necrotic damage. If the target is missing any hit points, it instead takes one d12 necrotic damage. And it's missing his points, I think, because of the infestation. Did it do damage? Yep. This poor guy just owns a grocery store. Yeah, well, <laughs> well quit screwing with me. <laughs> do you your, think your dad was trying to get free booze? Yeah, and I don't really care about my dad. Do Ooh, you think they will trust the me now? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe my dad can get some free booze unless he wants this to happen to him again. Shall I just simply pay for? The libations? No, Andy. He needs to learn a lesson. Uh, he he failed and clasps his ears and starts to yell because he can't take the sound, he can't take the fleas, and collapses and says, fine, take it. Just take I the hold the door open and gesture my father in to grab the booze that's still sitting on the counter, presumably. Yeah. yeah. All right, now let's get the f*** out of here. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> See ya. And uh, just for the record, the sound of Barney, the father and sheriff, is played by our friend Junior. Welcome, Junior, to something that you probably never envisioned yourself <laughs> doing before. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for participating uh, in my special birthday session. <laughs> um, okay, so as you make your way back to the simple building you guys call home, uh, the rain typical of this climate starts, and as if the very mood of Barney is mimicked by the weather, just then a loud crashing thun can be heard. Uh, at the same moment, a blinding purple flash takes over the dimming light of day. I need a perception roll from the three of you. And so perception roll, you're going to roll a d20. Oh yeah, you're doing it, sorry. I do so not perceive anything. Yeah. And then roll it. So, yeah, so we got an eight. Okay. And, and what I, did you get, Andy? I critically failed. <laughs> I got a 17. I must yeah. run a systems-wide diagnostic. So this bozo's walking with us? Yeah. Okay. He, he follows you everywhere unless you tell him to do something. Else. All right. Go jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I shall find a cliff suitable for your Giddy. designs. <laughs> ha. Um very funny Ronnie. so Ronnie <laughs> uh, you can tell that the sound came from the south okay and uh, up towards the old mine oh um, Barney you hearing the explosion and seeing the flash of light you tell Ronnie to get inside home uh, concerned it's something to do with the wolves um, which is a common problem around this area um, so I thought I recalled those traveling band of adventurers taking care of the wolves. Well, you know, they come back and forth there, Andy. So, Ronnie and Andy, you guys got to decide if you want to stay. Nope. Talk it out. Nope. Uh, Andy, you can follow me uh, to keep uh, you know, get on my six, but I'm going towards the light. Suck I it, Dad. I will keep on your six, Ronnie. <laughs> so, so, all three of you are going then? Mm-hmm. And Andy... I mean, you don't really have much choice. I'm yeah, I, that's fine. <laughs> I said, on my six, Andy. Yeah. Of course. 
This is Bentley's fantasy. <laughs> Being a young girl controlling a robot. Yeah, <laughs> especially Rhett. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the fact that you guys have been here for a few years, uh, working the town, being law enforcement in the jail keeps, uh, you know the town pretty well. You make your way up the mountainside, which is to the south. Hmm. The Hadric fir looks delightful in the twilight. Wouldn't you say, Ronnie? Yeah, okay. Yes, Andy. So you make your way up the mountainside easily. Uh, after all, your most recent excitement, that missing person was found up here. Uh, poor sap was murdered and eaten. Mostly eaten by wolves. Uh, you found the guy up in the mine with obvious wolf damage, quote-unquote. Uh, the investigation made you able to definitely move up this train without a thought because you know the train so well now. This is actually really clever, I, the you way he tied up. this in. Shut up. I'm celebrating the DM. Shut up. <laughs> Tell okay. him later. So you guys are able to definitely move up because of your half-elf or whatever heritage. And uh, Andy is able to keep up, although his speed isn't quite as graceful and is a little more more of a stampede, kind of clump clumping around. Uh, Ronnie tries to match speed with Dad as much as possible, but Andy occasionally wa- waits back to assist uh, when Ronnie needs it. I don't think that's possible because I have a speed of 30. So unless he has better dexterity than I do. And he's a machine. Let's just assume. He's oh, got, Andy? Let's let's say he's got wheels. Oh, sorry. I, was, I, th- yeah. I, I thought you said him. Uh, so he's at the front of the pack, and oh. you're trying to keep up with Dad. And oh. And Andy, make sure that you're not safe. Really um, nearing the approximate area where you heard the noise and saw the flash, you slow down, waiting for your senses to kick in. And just off the trail to the west, you hear some movement. What do you do? I'll tell you what you do. Roll initiative. Yeah, I'm going to kill this little girl with my other gun. <laughs> I have a critical success. Okay. You, you can say the out-of-character stuff, out-of-character. I got it. How do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, let's start with the right. 13. Okay. For Ronnie. Uh, Junior, if you'll roll a d20 and add a, an initiative. He has critically failed. Are you serious? Yep. You got Four. a one? Yep. But it's initiative, so. But that puts him last still. Yeah. Okay. And you got, what did you get? I had a critical success. Okay. <laughs> And I got a 15. I forgot to add the initiative. Okay. So I'll let you guys prepare something. Okay. Sorry. 15. For Ronnie. Uh, Rhett, you had some? 20. He critically made it. Whatever you said. You made me this way, Ronnie. (laughs) I regret it, Hal. (laughs) All right, Andy. So what do you do with this situation? Who, somebody's attacking us? No. Uh, you, you roll up on where you think you heard the noise and saw the flash. And you can tell it's just off the trail to the west. Uh, you hear there's some movement. Okay. Um, I, I move over there. I look at Ronnie and I say, get behind me, Ronnie. And then I move over there. Uh, I guess my, my bio says I have a shield. However, I don't see one on here. Well, your whole body really is. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was. I made you as my like a Captain America type. Yeah. I made you as my shield. <laughs> uh, 
So okay, so you're just advancing. You're not taking any sort of action. Should I be? That's up to you. I'm um, asking you. What, okay. Yeah. Yo, Andy, why don't you check out what's going on in front of you and tell me what you see? I will do that. Okay. And I go over there and I draw my sword. Okay. And shield. And um, and I march over there just to inspect what's going on. And what about you, Ronnie? What do you do? I uh, follow at a half's pace. Okay. And Barney, what do you do? Can they carry me? <laughs> He's too drunk. Andy probably could. <laughs> Andy probably could. Well, I'm not that strong. Hey, you could carry a half elf. Oh, Dad, just stay behind sure. me and don't hurt your left knee again. All right, whatever. <laughs> he sits there and takes a swig on his bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I got you're my bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Barney, I sense that your alcohol content levels are exceeding. Oh Andy, <laughs> we got to kill this character off somehow, real quick. Hurry up and make him meet Yuri, so I can bash his head in with my hammer. Right. You're not Yuri, so you're you're advancing with your sword. Okay, now let's flip flop. You guys, yep, Nash, Bucky, and. Baron, uh, what do you guys do? Okay, so we just shook off, and no meta gaming. We shook off the grogginess, right? Yeah, yeah. You're shook trying off the to grogginess. Make s- you're trying to make sense of your surroundings. And, and we you see that. a we see a uh, a, lar- uh, a a figure that's coming into focus as our eyes focus, coming like through the brush. Yep. Correct. Yep. And I had already drawn my hammer. If I'm if I yeah remember. And I said I would hop into some bushes and hide. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll for that. Nine hundred. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, you do. Great. Uh, I have my uh, my maul ready, and uh, as soon as my eyes focus on something that can focus on if it's a a shape or if it's a humanoid figure or whatever, uh, I'm going to have it readied um, uh, to strike. But I say halt and who go. Yo, halt. Who goes there? <laughs> <laughs> the um, okay. I just want to prepare, like, um, I want to reach into my tool belt and, like, grab, like, a like a little smoke bomb just in case. you got to make a hasty escape. Okay. I think I know how to do this. This is going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is going to uh, be great. So, uh, you wait a few moments. Uh, with the, the, tension, the tension builds, and then all of a sudden, uh, at first, you see uh, in the shadow kind of a faint blue light that's kind of flickering okay it's kind of at the center mass and then as it gets closer and closer and closer you clearly see that this isn't a person but it's human in shape with a blue glow in the center of their chest this person is made of metal you've never seen anything like this before uh what do you do can i see this uh all of you do yeah assuming i'm going to reiterate I i said halt who goes there I will attack. So, as Andy, you can respond to that if you want. Oh, Scott. Okay. This is why it's going to be. Wait, is that what's going on? <laughs> identify yourself. Man, identify yourself. I am a sheriff's deputy in the town of. Um, Lockport. Lockport. I am an Colloquial authority. Known. <laughs> Colloquially known as Paul. Colloquially known as Paul Ville. <laughs> That's perfect. Total, total computer robot. You're a sheriff. I am a sheriff's deputy. So yes. you're not a sheriff. 
I am not the sheriff. No. Are there sheriffs with you? There is a sheriff with me, yes. Do you mean us any harm? No, not unless you are an outlaw. Are you an outlaw? And pause. Uh, Barney, Ronnie, what's happening with you guys? Are you, have you guys advanced anymore or are you staying back? Uh, I'm still sort of staying back because, I mean, I am 12. And I'm like four seven or something Fair like enough. that. Yeah. What about you know, you, Sheriff uh, Sheriff Barney? Uh, four five. Well, my daughter's doing a pretty damn good job, so I'm just gonna keep following her. <laughs> <laughs> She's impressive. Um, also, I I would like to think that Bucky would recognize like a Warforged. If yeah, okay. He, he I think he'd be impressed by what the he craftsmanship. saw. Yeah. Yeah. So. How close, if I'm hanging back, like, what am I, like, 15 feet behind or something like that? I'd say 10, 15. 10, 15, okay. So can I see through the brush that there are other figures there? As Ronnie, can I see through the brush that that Uh, there are other figures there? You can do a perception check. I'll tell you that you've seen uh, Andy stop, and he seems to be doing something. Okay. Okay, these are my Ronnie dice. Uh, 19. Okay, you see three people. Wait, you see two people. Okay. I got a crit on my eye. Okay, yep, yep, you definitely see two people. <laughs> okay, uh, do I recognize that one is Nash the orc and one is a. Yeah, and however Bucky. little. Rock yeah. Gnome. You see. Um, and a you don't know him? Rock Gnome. Oh, Rock Gnome. <laughs> you see, you see Bucky. Um, okay. He doesn't appear to be in some sort of threatening stance, but the bigger one you feel like might be a little on edge. Uh, All right, she's immediately going to push up, uh, like right up next to Andy. Uh, Nash, that there is a Warforged. Hey, who are you? Wait, what? That was oh, Ronnie. you're Ronnie. Do I sound like Nash? My name is Carmelo T. Muckbuckle, and this is my ret- retainer, retinue. retinue. My help. What are you guys doing in our forest? Magic potions brought us here. <laughs> We're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> the most D and D thing ever said before. Magic <laughs> 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 Look, we're just here as part of the Muckbuckle Detection Agency. To solve a murder. Yeah, unless you guys have a better name. No, nope, that's perfect. Okay, cool. I thought of that one on the way here. Muckbustle mystery solvers. The Muckbustle mystery teams. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> Muckbuckle, what was it? Detection agency? Muckbuckle detection agency. Sorry, this would have been a lot easier with. No, I like it. People playing. This is way more fun. Me in a voice, and I was like, "Is he doing Bucky? I can't tell." (laughs) Just a twelve-year-old girl. I'm doing my classic twelve-year-old girl voice. Thank you. (laughs) Bentley Michaels available for twelve-year-old girl voiceovers now on BentleyMichaels.com. Slash voice. Slash voice. Oh yeah. So where are we? Um, so he just said we're part of the so, Buckle Detection Agency. Yeah, so... Uh, we're here to solve a murder! Oh, yeah, and we just came through through a potion or whatever, which is the most... It's a D&D thing ever. A magic potion brought us here. 
That's right. And so uh, I'm going to shout back to my pops and say, Dad, magic potion people came through a time warp and they're here to solve a murder. If you are here about the Thalen murder... Wait, would I know his name, though? Probably not. I don't think so. If you are here about the murder that took place in the mine, you are already too late. We have solved it. The wolves have gotten to him. Yeah, that's not what our intel says. Ah, the local authorities and their excellent deductions. Maybe you should let the professionals handle this one. Dad, they're smarting off to me and my trigger finger's feeling itchy. Go handle it. (laughs) Oh, damn. We can see why wolves... (laughs) (laughs) Just running rampant through town. (laughs) Oh, God, we're being attacked by wolves. Help us, Barney! Actually, it's one bratty girl just causing a... Well, without a dad, feeling and bolstered by her father, she steps in front of Andy and sort of cracks her neck. And she looks at you, Bucky, and says, My father and I already solved this, and it was wolves, as you heard the tin can say up here. So, why don't you drink another potion and get lost, you jerk? We will do just that as soon as we solve the murder. And now, unless you're, um, county or whatever has a charter that specifically prohibits freelance detectives. Then you will accord us all the do... We will solve this! <laughs> and you cannot stop us! Yeah, she doesn't like that one, but... Uh... Ronnie, he is just a small gnome. You should not let his words anger you. So, uh, Trillman wants to sneak up behind where the little girl has been talking and he wants to hop out and grab her from Ooh. behind I'm uh, I'm right in front of the robot so stealth check and Bucky history check 20 not natural uh, what am I historically checking because I have um, bonus to magic alchemical or technological devices it's called short term memory do you have that skill I critically <laughs> failed <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> You're the worst, dude. Nash, how about you? History. What about me? Yeah, history check. Oh. Get my play of dice. Ooh. Yeah. Non natural 20, then. Okay. Uh, you remember that you were given credentials. Do, do with that as you will. In the meantime, we've got a rogue sneaking up on a little girl in front of a robot. So <laughs> let's deal with that first. All right. Nash will start. Um, the realization comes when he's going to start searching around his pockets because he's still a little groggy. Can't remember which pocket he put okay. it in. Ronnie, why don't you roll um, perception to see if you notice him sneaking up? Necromancy dice. Was it, you said non natural 20? Non natural 20. It. Oh geez, well, that's this better. Is, yeah, <laughs> it should be interesting. Okay, so uh, let it play out. You you start to go up and snag her, and so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm kind of trying to sneak up behind her. Uh, if she sees me, how does she react? So how are, how are you doing it? I'm trying to be sneaky. You can tell I'm trying to be sneaky. Okay, so 
as a uh, metagaming, as a well, you already know this, a half elf slash high half uh, elf. Yeah, I'm I'm a high elf, and I'm dressed in really elegant leather. Oh, gotcha. Armor. Okay, cool. So I re- game recognizes game, and uh, I see you over there. I'm going to can trip you right in your face with uh, some prestidigitation, just some sweet lights popping off right in your 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 eyes, and I'm just going to finger guns it over at you and like, hey. Walk quieter, jerk. That was impressive. Hmm. Were you attempting to ambush us? <laughs> Got the voices mixed up. Were you attempting to ambush us? I'm going to completely ignore the robot and walk towards the young lady. I. She keeps finger guns ready. I, I like. It's, whoa. You can't just do that. <laughs> I, I, give you, I give you one of those. Uh, I see you walking in there and I step in your way. And step back. Oh. I step back. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Nash says, Guys, I know we're all a little groggy from the trip, but he pulls out the papers he found in his pocket and says, We've got these. That's why I pay you the big bucks, Nash. <laughs> the brains of the operation, that's you. <laughs> How close did I get to her? Um, five feet. Uh, I'm going to send her a message. Right. And I'm, I'm going to cut her throat. <laughs> point, point my finger at you. And I say, I'm a very important nobleman. And if you take me to uh, the leader of this town, it'll be very worth your while. You can reply back. Um, All she does is look at you as she's turning around and says, follow me. She doesn't even say it. She just motions her hand like, follow me. She turns around. She's like, Andy. Yes. Follow us. And, and then she walks by and she pats her dad on the, on the, on the arm. Good job, dad. <laughs> yes. Excellent work, Barney. You've He's done still it drinking again. the bottle as far as I know. <laughs> Your leadership is impeccable. Andy, shut up. And I'll, I'll look back at my friends and be like, all right, guys, we're good to go in. I'm just long for the ride, man. All right, so you guys are making your way back into town. Wait a minute. Shouldn't we be going to the mine? I think it might be a good idea to go in and talk to the uh, leaders of the town first. It seems like they've already established, or they've already investigated this crime, and if we get all the information they have, it might help us solve it. And plus, if you go back to the office, you can see all the sweet notes that me and my dad took. Daddy Daughter Day. Woo! Dead bodies. <laughs> so as you make your way back down north, uh, down the mountainside, uh, you get into this rustic, simple wind and rain-swept town of Lockport, colloquially known as Paulville. Um, although uh, that's not the name registered with uh, Bravik government. Uh, one main road, if you can call it a road, runs east to west, bisected by a large central building. If you've never been here before, you'd think that it was some sort of city hall or other official building, but uh, you'd be wrong. It's the town's smokehouse and unofficial place to drink and be merry. Social gatherings and and the like happen there. To the north, a grayish-blue sea uh, a grayish-blue sea that seems to be in a constant state of anger crashes against the rocky coastline. A portion of the rock line valleys a bit to what appears to be the only safe access to the water. Indeed, there is a small dock with a few small, simple, but sturdy vessels. Uh, 
A few structures dot either side of the road and a couple of small tributary-like paths branching off northeast and as in northeast, not northeast and south. Uh, overall, it's cold-looking but has a sense of warmth and quietness when taking in the apparent homes and businesses of the town. To the south, you see that Lockport is housed at the base of a hillside that resembles more a mountain than the hill, and trees dot the south side of the town and looks as if they get thicker and thicker the farther south or up the hillside you travel. Yeah, what do you guys want to do? Just do what to tell Dang, Paulville is official now. <laughs> so, you are taking us to your leader. I can't decide which character is more annoying. <laughs> <laughs> They're both pretty bad. <laughs> we want to kill <laughs> Ronnie deals with this every day. Yeah. So considering Ronnie, you know this. Barney, you know this. Andy, you know this. You guys pretty much are the leaders of the town in, in the sense of organized stuff, but the the social structure is one of a pretty flat hierarchy. There isn't really anybody governing. They all just kind of do their own thing. And um, so, what's the high? I don't know, that would seem demanding stuff, right? Just another podunk town is what it yeah. sounds like to me. Yeah. So, so um, Bucky was demanding to see the governor or whatever. What did you say it was? I said, take me to your leader. Yeah, but you said something else, like some sort of commissary or something. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was. All right. As, as we're walking down, I want to say to Ronnie, th- this is the most your town has to offer. This is the, the highest level it goes. You know there's a lot more out there that you could be taken advantage of. Oh, like grown men who can't sneak up on little girls? Sure. In case you have forgotten, she has me. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's there's a lot of bigger cities that have a lot more. What do you want from me? Well, what? of course, you can see the walls of Bravik over there. You can't. Does your robot ever mind? Just shut up. Uh. No, nah, I kind of like it that way. It drowns you out. <laughs> All right, so walking around a little bit, yeah, um, because Ronnie's just kind of leading them around in circles for the time being. Uh huh. Assuming that you're kind of leading things, are you just hanging back, sipping, or what are you doing? Just hanging out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, walking around, uh, you'll find supplies and general goods at the store towards the uh, southeastern part of town, which is where you guys started off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just lead them to the 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 Paulville where Paul was. The smokehouse. Okay, yeah, the smokehouse. Smoke yeah. Okay. All right. Open the door. Say, I think everything you'll need you'll find right in here. Andy, stay outside. And I just, of course, hold the door open for him. Ah, old-fashioned smokehouse. <laughs> uh, I am ha- hungry. <laughs> Baron, I think this is probably more more your your speed. Uh, the f- the first thing that comes to mind is, this is it? That's the phrase that comes to mind when walking in this place. Uh, the outside big and broad, but the pro- and the promise of something cooking, the promise of warmth, judging from the billowing smoke out of the enormous brick stack. Uh, all those promises are immediately broken once one has crossed the threshold, though. All that can be seen is a large open hall with a few long tables and a mess of chairs. Directly on the left wall is a small raised portion of flooring, something akin to a stage. Uh, hugging close to the wall to the right 
of the stage is a bar that runs the rest of the length of the wall, slightly wrapping around to the back wall. From there, along the back side is a crudely built half-river rock wall separating the quote-unquote kitchen and large smoking chambers, which apparently only smoke fish. Uh, the wall to the right contains a series of shelves holding what looks to be clear glass containers of spices, very monochromatic spices, like there isn't much variety. Uh, between the shelves on the right and the back wall, a small rickety staircase leads up to what appear to be loft-style lodging, perhaps where the owner, Paul, lives and anyone else unable to stumble back to their respective domicile. As it's known around town, the smokehouse is where people congregate and socialize. There doesn't appear to be any staff other than the proprietor. That may explain the underwhelming appearance of the interior. Well, look at that, uh, Trill. You can have all the fish you can eat. Yeah, I'm definitely hungry. And and uh, Nash is going to go to wherever he sees that he could possibly get food. Okay. So yeah, I'll look around and see if there's anyone that seems... Uh, Maybe not like the people that smoke fish or catch the fish. Uh, maybe someone a little higher up. Uh, someone that presents themselves as uh, a little more noble. Okay. Well, your your options are limited because uh, Paulville is not a big place. Not a lot of travelers. Come nighttime, most people keep to themselves and uh, will only come into town usually if they hear a big hubbub is going on. And uh, right now, the only person you see is at the bar, and it's presumably Paul, because he's the only one there, and he's behind the bar. So if you would like to get some fish, uh, you can get get some from him. And uh, Baron, if you want to talk to him, that would be the man you would talk to. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I'll walk up, uh, order a drink. Nice, nice stiff drink. And uh, before you at the bar, at first, he's kind of surly, a human man of average height, blonde hair, almost to the point of where it's white, with slightly darker eyebrows. Um, folks on the, on the walk down have mentioned him and that he eases up with the assistance of a drink, preferably one that doesn't come from his own stock. And once imbibed, he's quite affable and tolerant of good hazing between friends. He's in good spirits overall after having recent travelers stay with him, becoming fast friends, and eager to make more, he lightens up his surliness upon greeting you. And he says, hello, travelers. Any whiskey? I will take a whiskey. Uh, Ronnie, do you, would you like a drink? Oh, she didn't follow you in. Oh, she didn't come in? She just opened the door? And she opened the door. Uh, I, Andy's staying outside, and she's by the front of the door. I leave and go back outside where she is. All right. <laughs> All right. So it's just uh, Nash, Nash and Bucky. I'll take his whiskey then, please. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll have a double. Sheriff Barney, are you inside? Are you hanging out outside? Or? Yeah, I'm sitting at one of the long tables. Okay. All right. So he makes his way in, sitting at one of the long tables, kind of just creaks along the floor and makes himself comfortable. And what did you say, uh, Nash? I said, I'll take a double and then another. Oh, I meant... Do you have any whiskey for me? But, okay, fine. Well, we can do that. Um, that'll be uh, two silver. All right. All he right. gives him two silver. Okay. Thank you kindly. And he goes and he gets uh, something off the bottom shelf, gets a dusty glass and wipes it off, kind of holds it up to the, to the firelight and 
kind of shrugs his shoulder, thinking it's clean enough. And he pulls his hammer, his maul out, and loudly sets it on the counter and looks at him and rolls an intimidation, which is 19. He's intimidated. Cleaner glass, please. I was... Uh, all right. Okay. I thought this one was good enough, but okay. And he sets it down, and he looks around for another glass that is cleaner, and he finds one only marginally cleaner. It's probably going to be the cleanest one you find in the shop. And he just takes it from one glass and pours it into the cleaner one <laughs> and hands it to you. Hey, Mikey, go bathroom. <laughs> Bucky sees the dirty glass, and he reaches into his tool belt, fishes around to uh, produce a small corked vial with, um, like, very pure distilled clear alcohol. (laughs) And that's what he drinks. Oh, you weren't going to clean it and sanitize it with that. Okay. No. Okay. No. Oh, heavens no. This is, like, what he uses, like, to, like, for his experiments and stuff, and now he's just going to drink it. (laughs) Okay. Quality stuff. All right. And uh, one another. And he, he looks at Bucky and says that'll be He puts be a gold on the counter and says keep him copper coming. never mind. He takes the gold and just leaves the bottle. There we are. Yeah. Money really does open up doors. Okay. So <clears throat> Barney. We're gonna solve this mystery. Hope that doesn't bug you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to read in the room. <laughs> is the long table the bar? Uh, no, it kind of sits in the middle of the open you. space. Yeah, he's awkwardly yelling at you in an open bar. Nobody else is in here, yeah, right? That's it's what just... makes it awkward, though. It's like <laughs> if there were a camera, it would be at the front door and one person way over here and one person way over here. So let's solve this mystery. So I could just look the other direction as if. If you wanted to, like, if, if you, d- you don't have to pay as if I heard it but thought it was coming from a different direction, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, decided it was nothing. Yeah, so it. you kind of look over, kind of like you thought maybe you heard mm. something, and then you just put your elbows back on the table and start sipping again. I will take your silence as affirmation. <laughs> I went outside to talk to Ronnie. Let's She's do just that. standing by the door. She knows that Paul's cool with her, like being inside because, well infestation um but you know and she's mainly watching her dad and basically depending on what her how much her dad drinks she can basically go over and grab him or send andy to but she doesn't have to sit outside okay so yeah when i come out uh i greet you and i give you a lot of respect like you're uh like a grown woman you're not like a little child i don't treat you like that at all this is creepy yeah what's going on here (laughs) and barney anything I, i i say to you that you seem like the one that is in charge here. Uh, the way you talk to your father and the way you talk to the this uh, Warforged here. Uh, I have some questions about the investigation that you did on... Uh, what was his name? Crap. Thalen. Go ahead. So, what did you find out about it? Um, I heard it was wolves, but we have reason to believe it was something else. Well... Tell you one thing. The last day he was seen, a couple of muscle types from Bravik came after a victim employed them to assist with an investigation. And they never came back. Did they have any distinguishing sigils or did they say they were with any group? 
I don't know. They look big, burly, and dumb. What can I say? Gotcha. Um, where did they go after the murder occurred? Who? These burly guys that were. Let me repeat myself. Okay, so Mr. they investigated Smarty. the. Gotcha. The last day he was seen, a couple of muscle types from Bravik came after the victim, employed them to assist with an investigation, and they never came back. Meaning, big dum dums, they gone. <laughs> Are you sure you're a high elf and not a half elf? Like you, you look like a half elf. I can I can see the the blood in you is not pure. No. Yeah, watch your mouth. Okay. This could get real bad. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm comfortable just listening. Yeah, Nash and Bucky are just pounding him back. <laughs> Nash is only uh, he pounded the first one back, but oh. he's just sort of uh, sipping on the second. Why he, he laughs at your little vials or whatever? <laughs> but Nash is going to go sit next to uh, next to uh, the uh, uh, the sheriff. Because he's getting tired. Because you get one of those vials in you, and uh, and you just start talking about science. He's like, "Man, forget this guy." <laughs> he starts beatboxing. And yeah, you I just, mean, did you see that giant robot out there? I he, wonder what powers its servos. Yeah. So Nash is going to go sit down next to uh, the sheriff, okay. and uh, you know, just be like. So what's the deal? So what, you and your daughter run this place or what? Can I get up and go pee in the corner? Just the, at the second he, he asks you a question? You gotta take a piss. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let you roll for it. For peeing indoors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it'll be a, a constitution check. So D20 plus your constitution modifier. Thirteen. Total. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you successfully stand up, make your way to the corner, and you take a pee. <laughs> and immediately, Paul yells out, "Not again! Uh, One more time, you're gonna have to leave and never come back." And then he goes to get the mop. <laughs> Just then, <laughs> Sheriff Barney. After taking a piss in the corner, <laughs> he's coming back from relieving himself and he says, so you guys want to see where you're staying or what? We got, we got a place for you. Oh. Nash? We can talk about this investigation stuff later tomorrow. Yeah. He throws back the second one, goes back up to the bar, grabs the bottle, and is out the door with you. Good. Okay, because it's getting late, and it's getting dark, and pretty soon there's going to be a lot of wolves out, so uh, we need to... Why do I care? Well, you might. What, you have a wolf problem? You need us to take care of that? (laughs) Uh, And so uh, he and Ronnie and Andy usher you guys to... I don't know if you can see it on this, but down in the bottom, uh, there's a little vacant one next to the jailhouse, which is pretty much next door to where they stay. Okay. They escort you there and say, okay, well, uh, have a good night. I recommend that you do not come out of your place, no matter what, mm. uh, because things, like, I'm not telling you we've got a wolf problem. Or, I'm telling you we've got a wolf problem. Uh, and so he just 
cracks open the door and waves his hand like, okay. All right. So I go inside with the bottle. Baron and yeah. and Bucky, do you? Yeah, sure. Do you as well? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Sheriff Barney closes the door behind you, and you hear an audible. Uh, you hear his footsteps off the wooden porch, well. and you hear what sounds like he, Andy, and Ronnie going into their their home, which is also the jail. Doubles as the jail, uh, which is next door. So uh, when you get in there, uh, you smell a stale must, very much what you would expect from a seaside home in this area. It's very simple, but has everything you might need. A wash basin, uh, direct access to an outhouse that technically isn't an outhouse as it's attached to the back wall with a door that swings inward towards the main living area. <laughs> Luckily, uh, there must be some sort of aquifer running below the town, uh, washing the waste from the home. So... Otherwise, uh, things would get pretty unbearable in the house. Uh, to the right of the outhouse along the wall are some cupboards, a plain table, and four chairs sitting a few feet inward from the butcher block countertop. Uh, the countertop does not have any cupboards below it. Below the countertop are actually a few boxes and a trunk, presumably for travelers to keep their belongings in during their stay. Just in the doorway and to the left is a long bench that holds thick blankets on its top uh, ready for any larger party members to take a rest. On the right of the door is a wide bed, perfect for one or two occupants. A richly colored rug covers a majority of the main central area of the room, and uh, there are no other doors aside from the outhouse. There are a few windows, one on the front wall, immediately beside the door on the left, and one on either side of the housing, uh, either side housing the bench and the bed. Uh, the pecul- peculiar thing about the windows is that they've been mostly boarded up, uh, only leaving uh, the top couple of panes visible on each window. They're boarded up, you presume, uh, to protect against storms and any sort of wolf problems. Nash looks out over the uh, one of the top things of the windows as he takes a swig on the bottle. Yep. So what did you all find out about the uh, the murder of Thalen? What did you find out? Uh, I, I found out that there were uh, three men from Bravik that showed up prior to this, uh, but they disappeared around the same time the murder occurred. Mm. Huh. I think I understand why our patron thinks this case was mishandled. Did you see that sheriff? <laughs> he was knocking him back. <laughs> yeah, I tried to talk to him, and then he went and pissed in the corner instead. <laughs> I got to give it to him. That's some balls. <laughs> you don't give a shit. It's quite a move. Yeah. Uh, like, you- I'm intimidating. Because <laughs> he's a seven and a half foot tall half orc. So he's pretty big and crazy looking. And, yo, that guy just got straight up and walked away from me. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the wolves? I guess we'll see tonight. I mean, can they really have that bad of a problem? The blocked out windows uh, lead me to believe that maybe it's not everything that people have been telling us. Maybe they don't want us to look and see. I think tonight we'll tell. No, boy. Are you ready to smash some wolves? I mean, there's a lot of them, no? 
want to check the door and see if it's locked. Okay. Go ahead. Is it locked? It's locked. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. I can just open that if you guys want to escape. Yeah, knock. <laughs> knock? Oh, no. That'd I have be dope a, too. Uh, I have a chime of opening. Nah, I'm not trying to escape. I mean, it's late. Let's see if some wolves show up. See what we're dealing with. You're tall. You can see out the windows. Plus, I'm pretty sure he can just open it up. Well, plus, you pick locks and stuff. I could definitely pick it. We're fine. How how secure is our, our potty door? It's it's open. It's completely so open. That, so we could just technically walk out the back of this place? No, 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 no. It's, it's like, like an outhouse that is oh, it's attached? Adjacent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's just like a little room. Yeah. Plus, how big's the hole? Maybe we can go down there into the aquifer. Go for it. You're small enough. Maybe I will. I hope you do. All right, fine. <laughs> for science. <laughs> what, you guys never get dirty in the job before? Oh, boy. Why do you think they call me Muckbuckle? So I'm definitely suspicious of these wolves. I don't think they really exist. And I think we need to stay up tonight and see what comes out. I mean, finally, I can get behind this plan of action. All right. So, uh, are you guys just tucking in for the night? Tucking well, in. we're gonna. And I'll, I'm not going to bed. Right. Where I'm. We'll sit down and every, and you know probably you know every ten minutes or so I'll go kind of look out the window or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna stake out. Yeah, I'll check some cupboards out and open some chests and things and see what else is in there. You mentioned like some blankets and yeah. like miscellaneous items, anything else that strikes my fancy. Okay. Um, and are you trying to be covert about anything or just no? I'm around? just going to look. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Twenty-four. Nice. Really nice rolls with this guy. Okay. Um, All of us or just him? Uh, he's the only one that mentioned looking around. Well, I mean, I said I was going to the window, so. Right, right. You're looking around outside. He's looking around inside. So, In case it matters, I got an natty twenty. Okay. You see a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a naked lady. <laughs> oh, what? Let me up. I relay <laughs> nothing to science. <laughs> Come on, Nash. He's just kind of hopping. He doesn't yeah. say anything. Never mind. I relay nothing to him. Okay. Uh, so, Baron, uh, with that, yeah, you start going through those boxes, and you're, you're feeling around, trying to poke around and, and look to see if there's anything behind them, under them, anything like that, and you don't see anything, but... The chest. The chest, there seems to be something weird about it. And as you're kind of poking around, you notice that it's got a false bottom on it. I open the false bottom. A small note sits below the false bottom. I'll use sleight of hand to take it. Okay. 20. Let me find said note. Okay. Uh, Did I already give you a note, maybe? You did give me a note. Okay. You got the hidden note? Oops. All right. All right. So... (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you found it legitimately anyway. Uh, so why don't you read it? Oh, this note? Let me see it. The one that you already gave me? This is the one that I got. Oh, no. That's not the one. He has not found it. This is the problem. With yeah, this is the problem with using props. This is a different hidden note. <laughs> yeah. Have well, you looked in your gigantic stack of papers? I also have another hidden note that I still need to read. But I've been waiting. Sheriff has something to say. <laughs> what are the rules about getting more drink and going to use the proper? We're almost done. So you pro- you're probably good to go. 
if you need to use the bathroom. <laughs> Do you mean oh, yeah. in game or here? No, no, he means right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so here's here's what I was thinking, uh, and you can tell me if if your character concurs. The sheriff is more interested in the bottle and just kind of passes out in the jailhouse. If Ronnie and Andy want to show back up, they can. Otherwise, they're just kind of taking care of Dad <laughs> as right. he has the shakes and the right. He also needs to use the bathroom yeah. in real life. In real life. Um, so please. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Kayla. It's got to make sense in the story. So I read the note to myself. An old evil, wretched servant beyond the, beyond the mine. Uh, town serves, marking everywhere. Hmm. Do you, you just read that to yourself? I do read this to myself mm-hmm. because it, it, mm-hmm. it is in language that I know. Fine. All right, so pondering that queer message, we, we leave our adventurers there for the time being, and uh, we hope you stick around for the next one. Off to a clunky start, but we're getting somewhere. No, I uh, like it. And we've got uh, a hidden message that was just found, so Great. we'll see where that takes us. Uh, until next time, I've been your temporary DM, Caleb, and to my right. Bentley Michaels as Nash and Ronnie with an attitude. And Rhett as uh, Bucky Muckbuckle and designation for ND7. And Milo as Trillman. And in the restroom, classic Sheriff Barney <laughs> Jr. Uh, grab your swords and keep on adventuring. across all platforms with chaotic amateurs please subscribe rate and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers or become a patron on patreon to help our heroes continue their quest thank you for listening to chaotic amateurs chaotic amateurs